Roland. Today we have a special guest, Mr. Jonathan Jenkins, who is running for Congress in Maryland's 6th Congressional District. He will be on the ballot in the Republican primary on July 19, 2022. Hi, Mr. Jenkins. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Let's start out a little bit. Yes, thank you for coming on our podcast. Um, let's start out a little bit about your background. Tell us about the Marine Corps and right. your past. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So yes, uh, Marine uh, got out as a gunnery sergeant, um, initially was a air traffic controller, then a platoon sergeant for a little while, then uh, floated around a couple spots, including headquarters Marine Corps. And so because of my logistics background, they also gave me um, a designation of um, 0511, I think it was, which was the um, Marine Air Ground Task Force Planner, basically how to move stuff from here to, to in theater. So, uh, Toys for Tots as well, did that for a good stint too. So floated around and loved it. And Man, I love my Marine Corps. How uh, long did you serve total? Uh, 16. 16. Oh, wow. Okay. That's- yes, I got, um, I, I got back from Iraq and then um, just uh, between, uh, you know, kids finishing degrees and all that, fell off contract. I was like, oh, crap. So I keep telling if something pops up again, I would absolutely love to serve again. I don't even care about the pay. I just want to retire as a, retire as a Marine. That's all I would <laughs> care about. I got the... Um, I got the points, just not the longevity, because originally it was I was in as a reservist, but I had so much active duty time, especially because of the war, um, way over on that. Interesting. I was a logistics officer, so I appreciate it. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> logistics wins wars. Let's be very honest. You know, the 0311 is very important. Nothing more important than, than supporting those on the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. logistics to support them. And you always get beat up. If everything's going right, you don't hear anything. But the second something goes <laughs> wrong, all you do is hear complaining. So yeah. it's more complicated, right? Because of international, um, uh, so many uh, international, um, as you say, uh, agreements and working together because you don't know who's actually going to be sniffing your stuff. Right. So there's also a security element on it more than ever before because of all the multinational stuff. This ain't your daddy's logistics. <laughs> right. It's a whole different cup of tea. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I know you get this question a lot, but what made you decide to run for office? Uh, just very frustrated. Um, I am not a complete newbie to this. Uh, when I was um, in Pennsylvania, I was a young Republican chairman for uh, three times out of Chester County, Pennsylvania. So very familiar with you know, calling thousands of people, knocking on tens of thousands of doors. But what was happening was I did not see anybody in this district that was actually really running over the last couple of years. For example, the last guy that ran, he got beat by the most ever 70,000 votes. And I figured, okay, there's nobody else running. Um, This is not the America I grew up in. This is not the America I want my kids in. So I figured I was going to serve my country one more time. I I think it's horrific that I can go 6,000 miles to go serve our country and have it implode within and just not on my watch. My my kids are small. You know, they're uh, eight and 10 now. Not happening. How do you think being in the Marine Corps uh, will, will has shaped your campaign and will shape your time in office? That, that's a great question there. Um, in, in a geeky way, uh, maneuver warfare. You know what I mean? We started looking at things. We have our ground war. We got our air war. You know what I mean? Because you got your grassroots. You got how we're going to use um, the Internet and stuff like that. But but also, you know, faints. How do we actually um you know, focus appear we're focused in one area where we're really focusing somewhere else, you know, so being stealth. So believe it or not, we actually read through a lot of our material again um, and just kind of look through how do we best conduct warfare and actually make it, you know, apply to political campaigns. But more than that is just um, people tell me I have a presence. 
Um, it just, I get no fear on way we're not apologetic. I just get in front of the room and just, I know I'm not going to embarrass my kids. I'm not going to embarrass my family and, and it may sound weird, but I'm not going to embarrass the Marine Corps. I'm not going to be that guy. Okay. So it really does shape who I run. Okay. Serve my country once. I want to serve it again. And definitely as a Marine. What benefits do you think um, military or veterans bring to the table in general? I think those that have been successful bring the uh, the confidence, not the arrogance, but the confidence out there to keep running. Um, if you know, you you need folks that are really committed. And if they really understand the principles, okay, and they really want to support, you know, especially the Bill of Rights, you know, it's it's all for that. I mean, there's it's a continuation of service, and I, I think their determination and their grit, and just say, hey, I don't care what you say, I'm going to keep you know moving forward. Right, you always move forward, you never go backwards, and I think. That's the thing that we most want from candidates, tenacity, keep moving, aggressiveness, but also listening. I uh, hear a lot of times, and I look at numbers, that veterans have a hard time getting campaign donations where you have a lot of um, a lot of their competitors that are receiving a lot more uh, are doing better at fundraising. What, how did your fundraising go? How is it going? And what advice do you have to other veterans that want to run? One, you, you definitely have to lead by example. I know I put in tens of thousands of my own dollars to, to kick this off because, again, what's what's the money going to be if there's no country in, in a couple of years, right? So you got to put your own money in, lead by example. If you don't, I ain't following you. And, and the other is it, it's a little tough in some districts. For example, in mine, uh, especially because the last candidate got beat so extremely bad by 70,000 votes because he didn't campaign. It, it makes it tougher. People go, oh, I don't know if it's worth investing in. And until they get to see you, continually out, you know, hitting the trail. It takes a while to build that confidence up. So it's um, been taking a while. It's starting to uptick now, but still to this point, most of the funding has been my own. I, I did receive money from, from uh, the Navy SEAL pack, which was phenomenal. Oh, nice. Um, so that helps. So we have an event coming up with that, trying to help. But um, it really just lead by example, get out there, be relevant. Don't rely on your military career. Okay. Whether they did four years or 40 years, get out there get in there. That's an element of you. It doesn't fully define you, but it's a, it's a piece of you, but you got to go get it. And you got to tell people why they need to donate. Yeah. You know, Cause I'm telling you $10, $10 goes a long way. Some woman donated $10 at a dinner. Oh, that's all I can afford. I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. Thank you so much. I showed her a big, thick uh, uh, amount of palm cars that she's going to allow me to buy, you know, two signs and, you know, several hundred, um, uh, palm cards. It's great. And just the fact that she's donated and wants to support you too, says a lot. Agree, because because honestly, uh, what we'd rather see is a lot of small donors. Having these big donors is nice, okay. But red, would I rather have one big donor for twenty nine hundred dollars, or would I rather have twenty nine hundred people donating ten dollars? That's why I just ask every veteran and 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 really any American you want to keep this country, please donate ten dollars to, to my campaign. I vote for Jenkins.us. Um, absolutely. So, talk to me a little bit about your district. Did you redistrict, and what is the uh, what does your district encompass? That, so another good question here. So it did redistrict. It was changed um, in the last census. So they would actually put um, uh, basically non-Republicans in there. Let's be very honest. They wanted to cut out this guy, Roscoe. And so they they cut him out. However, when the district changed, we had Dan Bongino first ran and he came within 2,400 votes of a horrific district that was plus 10 to the Democrats. Okay. And he came very close. Matter of fact, I think the Green Cannon had just about the same amount of votes. Let's do the math here. Okay, so but then after that, the candidates just started weaning and losing by more. Like I said, the last one lost, you know, got destroyed by 70,000, but that's simply because they're not campaigning. So 
just like a Marine, we were in early. I didn't wait. I didn't care. This is saving America. So I started 16 months ago when a map was plus 10 to the Dems because I had in my head, I'm winning no matter what. And, and that, that's just it. Put in your head. I've been hitting all the counties. Everybody sees me uh, everywhere. Right now, I'm averaging two to three events a day. But I mean, that's why I'm, I'm getting all the support from Gary County and, and Allegheny County. So right now, the district is very rural, except for one spot. It consists of the counties of Garrett, Allegheny, Washington, Frederick, and uh, and uh, the most conservative part of Montgomery County. So now people say this is a plus one district. So if you just want to win a house seat back, that's why I could use your donations, because if you can't win in your area, like the eighth district right next to me that has no Republican running, please support me, because at least we can get another seat back and a real voice at the table for veterans, especially to clean up veterans affairs. While we're talking about it, can you tell us what your website is and where uh, my listeners can go to donate? Yes, um, it's voteforjenkins.us, and it's the number four. You know, Marines can't spell too well, so we had to go to numbers, right? So voteforjenkins.us, <laughs> and um, really accidentally following the America First um, principles and by accident. And so we also have another site, marylandfirst.us, which goes directly to donating online. Okay, thank you for that. Um, we'll also pop that up online. Thank you so much. And then this is a side question. I just had to ask because I think I saw this on your website. What is the deal with the three Western Maryland counties being sliced off to West Virginia? <laughs> is that just kind of, I, was, I, th- I found that to be like kind of an eye opener. What is going on there? Yes. Yeah, so in this district, nobody seems to care about uh, not much above Montgomery County. I think of Montgomery County as being the bottom of the, uh, the district. Up above it is Frederick. And once you go above Frederick, honestly, nobody cares. Our current Congressman, David Trone, he barely goes to, first of all, he barely goes anywhere, but he has no campaign office in all of Garrett County. He has refused to open up an office again um, since the pandemic started in Allegheny. He wasn't there anyway. You can, you can go to the office and see stuff hanging out there. But it's because of people ignored those areas, Washington, Garrett, and Allegheny, there were some state legislators that said, you know what, let's just talk to you know, the state of uh, West Virginia because it borders us physically. You know, Maybe we just go there. So we had a couple of legislators propose that. And then there's folks like myself that say, this is ridiculous. Marylanders love being Marylanders. It's, it's, it's a very different region. So I was champion against it. And, um, and eventually all but one person pulled out. The only one that did not and still supports that is actually the guy that just ran last time and lost by 70,000 votes. So I don't know where that mentality is. Um, there's so much rich history in Maryland. If you go on some of the major roads where I'm at from Montgomery County up, there has been so many skirmishes during the uh, um, the Civil War. It's ab- absolutely amazing. And it goes all the way up to Pennsylvania on, you know, 15, around 70, you know, just a ton of spots, you know, all over Frederick. There's a lot of rich history here and Marylanders deserve to keep it. Uh, before we get into the issues and priorities, um, since we were talking about David Trone, what are your thoughts on him and how many terms did, has he done? So he has he has now completed. He's soon to be completing two. He okay. actually right, he actually does not live in a district still. He actually lives in um, District 8, which is where um, he lost to Jamie Raskin. So the Dems don't like him too much. I'm not saying that just to say it. It's, it's just really true. I mean, that's why when their maps got redistricted, who do they favor? They favored Raskin and they and gave him a whole district where nobody's going to run. And they basically cut out Trone so much that even he said the first day that, oh, my God, this is going to be really tough. Okay, here's a guy that threw $50 million in the last three races, which I don't care about, right? Because Minnie Mike, billion dollars, and didn't even get, what, 1% running for president? 
Um, so he's been in a couple of terms, but he really is a do nothing. He is a check the box. If you go to Heritage American Serve Union, he's right there, nine nine percent with uh, with Nancy and um, and uh, Sleepy Joe. And from what I'm tracking, there are six of you running in the Republican primaries. Yes, um, there's going to be uh, soon a little change up in there um, in my favor. Okay, so I want to say at this point, uh, but yes, and I feel good on that because. It's the the people that are running, like um, the, the one woman I was running before, she was actually running the eighth. She got cut out and and we, we tried talking to her because, uh, hey, you do whatever you want to do. But I told her there's no way if you do not visit three to five counties, you can actually pull this out. There's no way you never visited three of the biggest counties in a district. But she wants to run anyway. So, OK, good to go. Um, there's another fellow, Rob Posner, really like him quite a bit. He's a really nice guy that I. Um, he'll be working for me as well. I mean, he's just a really good guy, really good family. Um, there's another guy, uh, Colt Black, re- recently came in. Um, he's just going to be staying up at Thurmond. He's not really going to campaign much. But again, I like him personally, his family. I, I've eaten with him. R- really nice guy. Um, and then um, uh, someone else came in, and he's trying to get the young vote. And again, that's not what people want. They, they want wisdom, alpha males or females, and go get it. You know, 25-year-old is not really the time. It's not about the age. It's just, you know, it's the wisdom and having the years to what, know what doesn't work. And then the fellow that ran last time got beat by 70,000 votes, most ever. Neil Parrott's going to try one more time. Yeah, I was a little surprised this time at some of the ages of the candidates that are running across the board for the Republican Party. And good on them. I just think mm-hmm. I agree that I think 25 is a little bit young. It is. You don't have the experience. It's just, you know, uh, you need experience to understand what works and doesn't work. And I'd say about gray hair helps you know it does and if you if you went if you did your undergrad then you probably just are in your first job at 25 like maybe you've been two years in your first job so correct um let's talk issues and priorities so if you could give me your top three issues and talk on those um can i give you my my four is that cool (laughs) you can give me four because i am going to ask you about the other ones anyways if sounds great so you can you do you do you Sounds great. So I really see this as coming down the, the four tenets, if you will, and we're calling it fast. Okay. Family, faith, Americanism, and security. Okay. That's really uh, where we're going right now. It is, uh, you know, the, the family has been, I think, uh, broken down quite a bit over the years because of government. So we need to you know, rebuild those up. We should encourage nuclear families. We should do things other than those Calvin Klein ads where they're showing, you know, supposedly um, pregnant men in ads. Just really weird. Okay. Family is just extremely important. Once you lose the family, then I think so much of our culture is lost. We really need to have that. And because of family, that's actually one of the driving reasons why I'm running. Uh, my, my two little kids, not the America I grew up in, not the America I want them growing up in. So we can't have that. So we really got to support families as much as possible. We got to get government out of the way. Government's actually the problem with incentives. Like in Baltimore now, they're going to further incentivize people. Hey, you don't need to work. Here's your, here's your money. We're Section 8 where, hey, you can only be there if you're single. I mean, just insane stuff, right? Really bad policies. Faith, we never had, should have had churches shut down. First off, we really shut down. I'll give you the first two weeks. That's it. After we started learning, hey, there's nothing wrong here. And then the kids were blessed by not having any issues with it, unless they really had a lot of uh, major underlying issues. Uh, we never should open that up. Almost half this country now is um, atheist or agnostic. And just, again, it's not the way to keep our culture. We are a Judeo-Christian nation, okay? Don't care what you practice. You could be a Baptist, Catholic, Muslim, Buddhist, you know? You know, people people of faith, people of God, people that don't want to... Um, 
um, just say, hey, there's nothing out there. So we need to have that as well. Americanism. Americanism. I mean, just huge. It's amazing. I do a lot of flag waving events. And uh, for the most part, people are receptive, but it's amazing when people come around and yell curses and give me the finger and all this and call me racist. It's like, unbelievable. And I ask them to step out. Of course, I don't get out of the car. They just stay in there and zoom by. Um, so Americanism's got to it's got to come back. We so quickly we forget, you know, the troubles that people went into. Over two million people have died for this flag. So many people have given their lives, and, and the, the husbands and the wives and the children, and no longer have spouses. I mean, just so many people sacrificed for the greatest country ever. Um, we got to restore that. I've been around the world, you know, from you know the the, the Middle East and all over this hemisphere, and just. Uh, just amazing me. It's a great place. Americanism is uh, the, the cornerstone of who we are, and we need to teach proper history. We need to uh, definitely bring back a real American history, the good and the bad, but very honest and factual, not somebody's opinion. Yeah. That's on there. And finally, the security. Uh, security, and that goes to everything. And one of the reasons why I am the best candidate out there is because of my wisdom in a lot of these areas. You know, the um, I, I worked in the financial industry for a whole mess of different organizations. So I understand financial security. I'm doing work with a, a company now to spin up new cybersecurity companies. So cybersecurity is in my background. OK, with the, being a candidate, I recognize what's out there about ballot security. Being in Montgomery County, a, a quasi sanctuary city, I, under, I can see directly the impacts of open borders. OK, no border security. So we, it, the security is where it's at. It's, it's huge. It encompasses everything. Um, one of my pledges as well for financial security, which I think will really help a lot of people in this country, is to stop federal taxation on retirees. You have people that are living longer than ever before, but their cost of medical care is going to go up. The cost of living is going to go up and their opportunity to earn goes down. And I believe it is a moral issue. Okay, it's not a tax issue. So I believe that's security with them. They cannot be on the government doles where the government is going to say who who wins and who does not. Security is just a major aspect in our life. And we have to be aware of those and need somebody like me that has that wisdom all across the spectrum, just because he accidentally worked in those industries to to bring it. So faith, family, Americanism and security. Thank you for sharing. Those are definitely top priorities. And then side question, has anyone done a smear campaign on you? I tried to find, um, has anyone done commercials or anything like that? To- no, but I, I, ex- I expect uh, one of the candidates, maybe two of the candidates tonight to start. Tonight's our first debate. So I expect two guys to uh, to do something out there, but um, I'm okay with that. You know, then I'll have that face-to-face conversation and really see how it goes. Yeah, well, good luck tonight. I'm going to be, well, hopefully that'll be televised, right? Um, yeah, it looks like they're just airing it tonight, but it will be televised starting on the 20th. There's not going to be live streamed, unfortunately. I'm but, sure it'll do great, but good luck. Thank you. I don't mind smear, but, but it's, well, I shouldn't say smear. It, as long as it's factual, then I'm okay with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, this happened. Okay. Good to yeah. go. Explain it away. I'm yeah, because cool if it's factual, then you're able to act, to give your side of the story, and then you can shut it down right there. Agree, agree. What are your thoughts on Afghanistan? Ugh. Um, almost cried when uh, my Marines died um, during that pullout, uh, leaving all the equipment behind. It is an immediate impact and a long-term impact. Leaving all that equipment behind, one of the ultimate failures, and that's why we need to impeach not just Biden, but all those that were in charge going on over there, because they... By being so lax and not having a strong hand, 
It caused immediate death on air, caused a loss of $85 billion worth of equipment. And so that's one still amazes me why that was not brought back. Okay. And if you weren't going to bring some stuff back, at least blow it up in place, because now you have a lot of long-term ramifications. One, we know the Russians, the Chinese, North Koreans, everybody's sniffing after reverse engineering things. There's a lot of things that my other candidates they don't even talk about this. I don't think they understand, you know, what, what the long-term ramifications are. Cause if they can reverse engineer our first class weapon systems, we're almost always a generation ahead of everybody else. They can play catch up really quick. So Biden and, and all these guys, they're literally going to kill Americans and our friends because of that horrible decision to leave stuff in place. Um, they're also selling it off the knuckleheads, right? So besides the reverse engineering, they're going to sell it off. What about battlefield awareness, right? It's quite often like as a former air traffic controller, you got to, you know, understand you know, not just vehicles on the ground, but also certain aircraft, okay? And just, hey, are they friendly or foe? That complicates it even more. Um, now, if they if they left the devices, IFF devices, indicate friend or foe on air, probably not, you know, but it, it can cause a lot of confusion. Are we going to be shooting friendlies? Are we not going to be shooting at all because we think it's a friendly and we got hurt? I don't think I don't think our pe- people really understand the real ramifications there, and certainly not the rest of the candidates running in this race. Absolutely. And I think with both of us having a little bit of logistics background, like two more weeks or one more week, that equipment would have been out of there because logistics moves fast when you want it to. Absolutely. I was in a logistics readiness coordination cell at headquarters of Marine Corps. And I was kind of surprised when I got there. I said, oh, this is going to be cool. You know, logistics for the Marine Corps for the theater. There's only a couple of us. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? But guess what? We got it down. We get a pattern. I worked with some great officers. There's some great NCOs. It was not many of us, but we move stuff across the sea, across the world, back and forth. And it's just monitoring, understanding what's happening. Keep move, 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 move. So doable. Mm-hmm. It's, then, nothing, it's nothing we haven't done for a couple hundred years, correct? Right, exactly. So to, 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 yes, yes. And then, of course, the, the death of our soldiers and Marines is just absent. And the fact that he kept his job, like you said, the impeachment, like we just we just moved on like it didn't matter. And it's yeah. just like, I think it was really hard for veterans and military, active duty military because the, the presidents that it sent and the people that we lost and the friends that we lost and the whole, you know, it just it was very disheartening across the board. And I think a lot of people haven't recovered from it. And we know Afghanistan's have, or, you know, we know they haven't because they're still suffering immensely. So, oh, yeah. How many people are being slaughtered over there now? We don't know. Mm-hmm. You see the women's in the burqas and all that back again, fully garbed up again. What about those people that had no experience like that and now being thrown into that or war brides and just, uh, it is amazing how he has him and his staff have literally hurt immediately thousands of people, tens of thousands of people now going to hundreds of thousands of people. I'm not trying to be out of line here, but crimes against humanity. I honestly believe that mm-hmm. it is so incredibly vicious what's happening one day in there and external very soon. I mean, you could definitely look at it as genocide yes. I mean, to some degree. And those poor women. Oh my gosh. And then the the idea that we gave them hope when they were going to school to, to some degree, and there was a lot of progress in the time that we were there. And then to just take that away. I can't even imagine what that feels like. It's, it just, yeah. And who else can trust us in the world now? Nobody oh, yeah. with this guy. They wait, don't even pick up his phone. The only, but again, as those mail-in ballots killed us, the Dems killed us with this, because again, this is the only guy in the room that did not vote to kill bin Laden. And he's going to be in charge of the military. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
And then all the money that we're throwing at Ukraine right now. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm helping. um, I have been very blessed. I came across some really nice people um, in the Ukrainian community. And we know there's going to be refugees over here. And I'm all for that. Absolutely. And I started working with them. Okay. To see what we can do. And I'm working with this really, really great girl out of, um, Baltimore, Anya, she's uh, very heavily into this and she's very well connected around the states. So we're trying to help out in all sorts of ways. And um, I, I believe in helping out. We got to do that. But at the same time, we're going to probably put more money in there potentially than we did in the average month of Afghanistan. That doesn't make sense. That does not make sense. And also, I don't like sending money. We sold it in Iraq. Don't send money. Send things with conditions, you know, and keep doing conditions. How are you performing in three months? You suck. I'll give you more training before I give you more stuff. You know what I mean? You're doing good. Okay, I'll give you a little more. We need to have conditions based for all of this stuff over there and help them. I would love to see the Ukrainians come out victorious on this to really push Russia back and are doing a great job. I, I believe that Russia is definitely, I believe that they don't know really what's going on right now because they got to be demoralized if you're a front end troop, especially in the communist, um, um, as I say, military where you don't speak much. You, there's really lack of understanding from, from the enlisted folks. And for the Ukrainians to get more and more empowered, okay, we got this, you know? So, yeah. Um, Talk to me about Second Amendment. (laughs) So uh, this should be easy. I started a federal firearms dealership uh, about a year and a half ago. Done. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. I am am not that typical candidate. Again, this was leading by example. Um, we had, uh, again, the fund of police. We have MS-13. Uh, we have George Soros uh, um, school boards. We have George Soros, uh, um, uh, as I say, um, le- legislators, and they're just ripping this country apart. So when, when nobody wants to police, like in Montgomery County, they're down 90, 90 officers in a single county. Think, do the math there, right? Well, guess what? I need to arm good Marylanders to get them trained. That's the purpose. It's a secondary business. We will make money, but it ain't going to be the typical amount of money. I'm just making just enough so the ATF is cool. <laughs> but we we have to do this because cops will be there in, um, in Montgomery County. They'll be there in minutes when you may need seconds. And then I have other spots like in Western Port in Garrett County. I was talking to some of the EMTs out there. It could take an hour to hour and a half to get a police officer up there because you had wow. bad mayors getting rid of their police. I'm sorry. First off shot, you're better off driving to the hospital yourself, but you need something. You ha- you're on your own in some of these more remote areas out there. Yeah. Just the way it is. So you have to be fully supportive on that. However, I'm going to be different than the other candidates too. Uh, for example, you know how we have a no fly list. One of the things we're working on now is a no buy list because they've been recording all these transactions with all these people through all these years who bought firearms. They're not supposed to keep this data and they've been keeping the data. Now, if Biden keeps pushing and they have an opportunity to come to our homes, we can't have that. So the idea was, here's a list of everybody that can't get one. You put in barely enough information just to make sure that um, they're they're not on that list, then they're good instead of just doing these checks and um and, and hoping they're good. We have to have an absolute list of bad people or those with mental health issues. Okay, two more questions. I know you're a busy man. And no, you're no, it's your debate tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, talk to me about uh, wokeness in general, and then wokeness within the military. Yeah. So um, I, I think the wokeness has really destroyed a lot. I, I I stopped going to Disney probably almost like two years ago and my kids are a little frustrated and I was telling them this is not good what's happening and they're starting to see it now as, as well. It's um, just not, 
uh, it's just nothing good. It's not Americanism. I mean, there's not 86 genders. I'm not going to support that. I'm not going to have people because, oh, you know, because uh, you have some kind of perversion. You want to talk to kindergartners in such and such a way because it's your right. No, it's not your right. I mean, we, the wokeness has gone really hard, really fast. It's been embedded in for a while, but they've really been stepping on the gas pedal a lot more. So we need to push that back as much as possible. It is going to be a real ruin to to the next um the next group of kids coming up and we got to chase these people down. And we also have to go after these companies. I like how even Netflix is trying to change. They're just trying to change because they realize they're getting destroyed dollar wise. Uh, Disney, Disney lost 50, what, uh, 50 million almost overnight. Um, and it's good, but if we just, you've got to push back. It is not, it's not the way we are. I mean, wokeness, you know, we got to let them go broke. You got to, you got to stand up and, and not patronize these places. I'm never going to tell somebody who to patronize, not to patronize. I just know me and my family, we're not doing it. Okay, absolutely not doing it. And in the military, oh my God, that this is unbelievable. I thought I thought it was a lot more simple. I call me stupid. I thought the reason why in the Marine Corps you had one thing: locate, close with, destroy the enemy. Very simple: locate, close with, destroy the enemy. Anything outside of that, that's extra, right? Stay focused. And wokeness is a distraction. Being told that um, that every non-black is a racist. I mean, that's just insane, right? And you just can't have this um, non-deployables. You know, we, we you can't have transgenders in there. Why can't you have transgenders in there? Oh, you're bad. Well, wait a minute. Let's step back for a minute. It was always a mental health issue, okay? Up until Obama. I don't know if it was 2012 or something like that. But it always was. And look at the statistics. Over 40% attempt suicide every year. We need to be helping them not encouraging it for something that's not there, okay? Statistically, it's .00 or whatever anyway, okay? But we need to help. And when you're putting these thoughts into kids' heads that just this year are thinking of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, oh, okay, yeah, I'm buying today. Oh, okay. Hey, I can't wait to get pregnant, me and my brothers. Are you insane? So in the military, you just cannot have that. That has to be uh, the environment where I don't care about the social engineering makeup. I want to know, do we have the best war fighters and do we have the best people supporting the war fighters? That's all I care about. Black, brown, green, whatever. Marine Corps, we were just green, you know, and you got to root that out. Personally, anybody's doing this stuff also with a jab in there. That's been enforcing it, which I also part of, part of wokeness too. I want to go after those officers too once I'm elected. Okay, who are they? Because remember, just because somebody gives you an order, you always got to stink it back your head. Is it a lawful order? You always have that in the back of your head. You hope that the people are more empowered with more knowledge and information than you, but you also got to take a step back and say, you know what? This does not smell right, okay, and and do the right thing. And um, we, we got to root those people out that encourage this. I don't care if they're in there just before retiring. Get them out of there because they evidently were taking their own initiative about their own five minutes of fame instead of helping the helping us keep strong. Yeah, I mean, I miss the military to some degree, but I can't imagine what it's like trying to do this. It's got to be mandatory training, I'm sure. And the nightmare behind it, already the annual training, I just cannot imagine how they even have time to focus on mission. Uh, Agree. Locate, close with, destroy the enemy. It should be so simple. Uh, So candidates always talk about veterans and how to improve. And then you have the suicide issue and you obviously are a veteran. So what are you going to do differently? And what are your ideas? Because... You know, to some degree with the suicides, we just cannot, and the homelessness, we just cannot continue to go down this road. And I know you know that. Um, What change are you going to make that's going to actually be effective? Well, I think one of the biggest problems out there, the VA itself, it's one of the biggest monsters out there, still completely mismanaged, still has um, uh, disparate technology systems. I've consulted in, in 
more federal agencies than AutoCAN has combined uh, with heavy software and enterprise and solution engineering. And uh, every time we used to look at the VA, they're always restarting the programs because they weren't working right. And we got to figure out from a data perspective, where are these people? Did they fall off? You know, are they homeless? Did they have some kind of tendencies, mental health issue, right? Because we know through some um, some scandals out there, like, for example, there's, there's, I think the Air Force for a little while was, you know, dismissing people out for all kinds of reasons. And they just, to, to move them out quicker, didn't really do a lot of the admin work on there. And therefore, they may not be uh, warranting those benefits. Um, we have to do that. We have to also go back to one of the Trumpier policies where you could not spend your entire day trying to defend bad employees, Believe it or not, that is possible. And Trump had something out there. Um, uh, he reduced the hours, forget how much it is, but I think he reduced it like eight hours a week, which I think is too much too. I mean, you got a bad employee. You, you should care about the veteran. You should be talking to your buddy to the left and the right. Say, hey, what are you doing here? You should, you should do the right thing. But being able to spend your full-time job instead of your regular job, just trying to defend people that um, need to be fired, that's insane. So we need to clean house again. We need to have, uh, I think, another group step in holistically look at these systems, look at the data, find out where these folks are, see what the conditions of care are in these different facilities. In World War II, we used to have these facilities that would be according to where the mass populace would be after coming home from war. Where is that? Okay, what can we do for the homeless is a great example. Are they homeless because of drug use? Are they homeless because of nowhere to go? Are they homeless because of mental issues? We need to know that. We got to attack them. I would like to do something to to get out there and... uh, and really work on that. What do you think about privatizing uh, the VA? Um, absolutely fine with that because everything works better through privatization. It really does. Great example, my uh, firearms dealership. Okay, we primarily ship through FedEx and UPS. One at the post office. There's a reason why we don't put firearms through the post office. You know what I mean? I, I, I have some good friends, postal work. They come in here every day. We eat together and all that sometimes too, but Government is not meant to be big. Government is supposed to do what people can't do for themselves. And I think if there is incentives that that are uh, better accomplished with the um, with civilians, let's do that. Smaller government's better, right? And besides that, let them invent how to get things done. I could check a package anywhere anywhere in the world in a couple of seconds, right? You told me we can't come up with a system to find out where once we find a homeless veteran, we can't track them and help them and figure some kind of way to handle this. Absolutely, we can. We just haven't had the right minds in the room to say, hey, how do we make this a business, drive it less than the um, um, uh, the, the cost of government, but at the same time, really tout, oh, my God, look what we have here. What can we share around the world with this? And maybe even go into other homelessness, you know, dealing with HUD and stuff like this. So, again, yeah, as much as possible, I want that privatized. I also really think. How do we have it so that no matter where you're at, you can see almost any doctor that you need to anywhere? Okay, yeah, we no, gotta no. get gotta get smarter than that. I, hey, we all get beat up, whether it's four years or forty years, a little bit. All I'm asking is to heal people back up as much as possible to the way they joined. It's the honorable thing to do, and we need to think different. We need to get it out into the private industry. Yeah, I like the part about seeing a doctor wherever you want to, because even when you go to, the, even when I've gone to the emergency room and friends, like you got to take the paperwork back. And then and by the time you even figure it out that you owe the bill now, it's, I mean, it's not supposed to affect your credit, but I think it does still. It, and yes. Just, it, you know, it's just a nightmare. No, actually, you bring up a very good point. So one of the primary reasons that people actually start having credit issues or bankruptcy is because of health care. Um, things can pop up at the last minute that just destroys most families in there. That is very, that's a very good statement you made. 
Um, yeah. And then, and then you got to go back to the VA and continue to make sure they work on your paperwork. And you're just like, next time I just may not, I may not go. So um, yeah, during COVID, I ended up just like, I, I think I broke my foot. So I ended up just fixing it myself because I was like, I don't, because the DC had like a major COVID outbreak, apparently worse. And they told us not to come. And then I didn't want to go to other hospitals because they knew what they wouldn't pay for it. So I just ended up like putting it taking care of my foot myself. And it, I think it turned out fine, but I don't know. But still, I think that's, that's an absolute shame. We're not using technology properly. I mean, just I mean, look what happened yesterday. I, I go out to IHOP with, with my, with my daughter, right? Just got the phone. Boom. Here's the menu. Boom. Pay for it. I'm done. I mean, just so much can be done on our phone. Now our phones actually have more power than the first spacecraft that, that went to the moon. What, what are we doing? We, this is a technology issue. Hey, just got done at ours. Boom. A quick scan, scan, scan. Boom. It goes in text analytics, figure out what you got going on there. Hey, here's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So easy. It's just a little time consuming, but easy. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you, do you want to hit up any of the other topics? Um, I hit up the ones I wanted to, is there any, um, ones that you wanted to, you wanted to touch on? I would say school choice. I think school choice is a huge one. Um, again, going back to the wokeness as well, the, um, a lot of failing schools, school, there was actually too much money in school. I don't care what you say. There's plenty of money. You can, we could do the math on that very easily. The, the average classroom has almost $400,000 a year per classroom in there when it comes to the um, per student contribution at the state and federal level. So the issue is really coming down to parenting and, and, and teachers and school district care. Look at Baltimore. Baltimore is one of the worst school districts in the entire country. Third most amount of money. Money means nothing, right? New York, LA, they, they share the top one and two. Horrific schools, okay? Um, Montgomery County. Montgomery County is, is, is huge, their, their budget. And 50% of the third, fourth, fifth graders cannot read at their level. My kids go to a private school. 100% of every grade reads at their level. Okay. Yes, that's parenting first. Can't blame it all in the school um, because ultimately it's a parent issue. But then after that, um, we, we need to recognize that you, they need support. But I support homeschooling, charter schools. I believe dollars follow scholars, which means right now there's an average of $7,200 in federal funds on average per student in this country. I think that's up to the parents to use and put it to to their education. Now, at some point, I believe we should pull that back. I don't think we should be paying for um, the federal. We should be paying for kids in California and Arizona and Wyoming. Let the states and let the states handle it. Let the counties local. But a lot of money's out there right now until we can write the ship. I think we need to go and really help, you know, uh, charter schools and uh, private schools. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on our show. and. Last minute, we will be supporting you. Um, oh, thank you. So that's exciting. We'll be watching you and supporting you. And thank if you. I could vote, I would vote for you in Maryland. Um, any last minute thoughts? Um, this has been a great interview. No, I just, um, I'm doing this all for the right reasons. Uh, this is actually a pay cut for me. Uh, there's, um, I got, I got young kids and I'm dove into this for all the right reasons. So I just ask if, if I can do this and I can put up a lot of my own money, I ask if everybody can just donate five or $10, you know, when, when you hear this, it, it would help uh, tremendously. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show and we will be following you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.